0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 12th is 1 Kings 7 and 2 Chronicles 4. Chapter 7 of 1 Kings begins, Solomon completed his entire palace complex after 13 years of construction. Now, some of you might say, well, it just said yesterday that he completed the temple in four years or in seven years he began it in his fourth year and finished it in his 11th year so how, how did that seven years all of a sudden turn into 13 well the seven years was specifically in regard to the temple itself and the additional six years for a total of 13 covered solomon's palace and the palace that he built for the daughter of pharaoh he had married and all of the other artifacts that went into the temple. So on the surface it might appear as a contradiction but it's actually not. But speaking of contradictions in yesterday's reading you may have noticed that in one of the accounts it said that he had about 3,300 managers I believe it was and another account it said 3,600. So which is right? There's a contradiction right there in the Bible. I knew we couldn't trust the veracity of the Bible. Did any of you catch that? This is one of the minor conflicts in the Bible that we actually don't know which one is accurate. We don't know which one is the truth. And it's one of the things that many Bible critics would point to and say, see you can't trust the Bible because there are disagreements it's their contradictions and i would say to that this book is 99.7% identical it's 99.7% perfect and of that 0.3 variation between some of the original manuscripts there's no real meaning changes if you take one version over the other, if you take one manuscript over the other, most of I mean, really 99.9% of the differences between the different historical manuscripts that are used when translated the translating the Bible into English are so minor. It might be the spelling of a name like Hiram or Huram in this account. One letter, we know it's talking about the same guy. It might be a minor number difference, like 3,300 or 3,600. Now, we don't know which of those numbers is accurate, but does it really change the meaning of the text at all? And a lot of the differences, the majority of the differences, are not even in spelling or in numbers, but just word order. Some manuscripts might say Christ Jesus in the New Testament, where others say Jesus Christ. There's literally no difference in the meaning. It's Jesus the Messiah. It's the Messiah named Jesus. It means the exact same thing. So I don't buy into the Bible can't be trusted. It's the most well-documented historical book in all of antiquity. It's the most well-documented book ever. We have more manuscripts and copies of copies of copies of the Bible than any other book throughout all of antiquity. I mean, does anybody ever pick up Homer's Iliad and think Homer didn't actually write that or it's not accurate? Nobody doubts it. And there's thousands of times more documentation going into the history of the Bible than anything that Homer wrote, or Socrates, or Aristotle, or anybody. So, the Bible, I I think, is so much more trustworthy. And, think about it, the very same people who would complain and say that the Bible is not trustworthy because of minor differences like this If it were exact carbon copies and every book said exactly the same thing with exactly the same numbers in exactly the same way, the very same critics who say, oh, you can't trust it because there's a minor discrepancy would be the people who say, oh, you can't trust it because obviously one of them copied the other. So I just don't trust the people who are out to get are looking for a reason to not believe now granted I'm not saying that you have to have blind faith or that you have to be uneducated to believe that the Bible is true but it definitely takes a measure of faith and as we spoke yesterday think again about this temple construction and what it represents again the trees that the the huge timbers that went into the construction of the wall, the large stones that were cut off site and brought in and fashioned together, represent the truth. They represent faithful, righteous people, and all of these construction materials, the truth, the people of God, fashioned together, fitting together, Perfectly to reflect the glory and to house the glory of God, we're covered in gold, the gold representing the righteousness of God. God is now fashioning together His church in this world, and we are a part of it. We are the timbers, the righteous tree trunks that are supporting the organization that is the church, the ecclesia of the Most High God. He is manifesting His presence in us and it is His righteousness, the pure gold of His righteousness that is covering over all of our imperfections. And we are all fashioned and formed and built together On the firm foundation that is his truth, these enormous immovable stones, 12 and 15 feet in length, hewn, carved, and fashioned perfectly, and then transported to exactly the location where God would have it all manifest on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. In the holy land of Israel. Keep in mind, friends, while you're reading this, these physical things, these historical facts. Represent the spiritual truth of what God is doing in his kingdom, even today. And we get to be part of it. It's amazing. It's some It's absurd that he would use imperfect people like me and you to bring about his perfect purposes. But he does. And he is. And it's beautiful to watch. God bless you. Thank you for being on this journey with me, my friends. Truly grateful. We'll see you tomorrow.